This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One-timer by Smith. Blocked out in front by Troub. Has been on a long time. They score! Ian Cole, the veteran defenseman. Just threw it at the net, and it got by Shesterkin. Carolina wins game one in overtime, two to one. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. You heard the call last night. Game one, a pair of totally different games last night, including a 9-6 victory for the Flames over the Oilers. Game one, Western Conference semis. Let's talk some hockey here. Chris Peters from Betway and Talking Hockey Sense Podcast. He's joining us. On the Roman guest line, Chris, favorites three and one in this round, 36 and 19 overall in the playoffs. You know, hockey's that sport we always talk about anything can happen, eight seeds win. Um, you know, it's not typical to see, you know, not untypical, atypical to see upsets. This they happen all the time. Yet thir- 36 and 19. What what do you make of this so far? Is this just matchup based, or is this a year maybe where the favorites are just gonna go through this thing? Yeah, you know, it's it's been a weird one. I'll tell you that much. It's this this whole postseason has been crazy. We had those blowouts at the beginning of the first round. We had all these close games, all these series go seven. Um, I think what we're seeing here is just, you know, the the, the parity of the NHL continues to um, just get better and better. And, and you know, the, the top teams that are still there, the teams that are still playing in this round, they all have those, you know, three, four guys that can absolutely win you a game. Uh, they all have pretty good goaltending, except for the Oilers. Um, and definitely, I mean, the Flames did have good goaltending until last night. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I do think that a lot of it is matchup-based. I, I think that things match up pretty well for, for you know, the, the teams that are still left, and, and especially, you know, the Flames being at home, starting that series at home against the Oilers. That made a huge difference in that game. Um, you know, the fact that Leon Dreisaitl is a little bit injured, you know, so there's, there's, we're starting to see kind of some of those injuries pile up. And there was a real interesting comment. Um, I'm trying to think of which player made it. I think it was Steven Stamkos, actually, about how you, you know, the, the first round, every team is going 100%. And, and then things kind of settle in in that, in that second round. I think things kind of even out. I think that's what we've seen so far in this, in this second round. The games don't have the same level of intensity, and, and teams are just kind of settling into their style of play. And it's making for, so far, somewhat predictable results in terms of, of that. So I guess that's good for betters, but not, not necessarily always best for entertainment value. Well, I'll tell you, the NHL playoffs have been blowing the NBA playoffs out of the water. NBA, it's just blowout after blowout. And at least we have nights like last night. So it, it feels like the scoring has taken a turn. A bit of normalcy has returned with mostly low-scoring affairs. And then Edmonton-Calgary happen, and we see 15 goals. Mike Smith, for most people, it's been a surprise how well he's played. And then last night happened. Take a seat after six minutes. How do you think he's going to bounce back? You know, he, he tends to do pretty well after those those tough losses, you know, where he's actually pretty dialed in for the next game. So I, I'd expect him to be back. I think 
you know, basically the Oilers just had to get him out of there. He did he didn't look great, but I, I don't think it was all on him, those those first three. And then, you know, I think he can go into the next game with confidence knowing that he was the goalie that gave up the fewest goals in that game. So, you know, that that helps too. But you know, the other thing that just continue I continue to be concerned about with, with Mike Smith is wear and tear and, and we've seen, you know, instances where his play can really swoon. Um, you know, the workload is going to be pretty specific pretty pretty heavy. And if if he does falter again, you know, as we saw last night, Miko Koskinen is not the answer. Um, and, and so they don't really have a good answer. So it's really Mike Smith's net. And, you know, he's, he's, he's been around for forever. We, we've seen him do all sorts of different things. I think, you know, this is, this is a, his opportunity, probably his last opportunity to really go on a run here. And, you know, the, those kind of guys can be scary. You never know how that works out, how that, how that pressure of, of, you know, the end being near for their career and what they can do, and sometimes they pull something out. But I, at least in game two, I don't expect that we would see anything similar to the last game. I, I would be absolutely stunned if we saw, you know, that many goals. I mean, certainly still, the, the over still certainly will be in play, um, just because, I, you know, we've seen the weakness of the two goaltenders here um, in, in Markstrom having his worst game. But that's the other thing. I think Jacob Markstrom is going to have just as big a bounce back, if not bigger, than Mike Smith based on his play throughout the season. Looking at tonight's games, uh, Lightning at Panthers, Blues at Avalanche. Um, in these ones, the totals um, for the first game, six and a half. It's The over is juiced. And then the under is juiced in Blues at Avalanche. Would you be looking at either of these totals? Mm, yeah, you know, I would say, I would I would definitely say the, you know, I'm, I'm liking the over in, in, uh, in, in that first game. So, yeah, so I, I don't know that I want to go under, I, I just, I, I think that Florida is going to bounce back and then you got the, the lightning. They're going to go crazy. Um, you know, I, I think, man, that I think the lightning or sorry, the, the avalanche are, are kind of poised for a breakout. I thought they were so much better than the blues in that game. I don't think Jordan Bennington can have, you know, back-to-back performances like he just did. And, 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 you know, unfortunately ends up losing the game, but I mean, he was as good as I've ever seen him play. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I, I'd be tempted in that second for that second total. I'd be tempted, um, in that game, just cause I think that the avalanche, uh, you know, they, they played better than the scoreline indicated. I thought. Chris, you mentioned maybe a bounce back from Florida as we get looking forward to that game tonight. Big picture on that series. Um, after, you know, and this always happens. I always think it's interesting to look at the, the series price after game one, regardless of which way it goes. The favorite either get become a bigger favorite or it flips if the underdog wins game one. Uh, Florida, you can find now, I'm, I'm seeing plus 122 to win this series. They're now the underdogs here. Uh, is, is that enough value for you to think about the Florida side? Or, or is that, would you not bet against the Lightning because this is what the Lightning do? they win playoff series yeah i mean it is it is so hard to bet against the lightning i did you know in the in the in the, in the initial game i thought you know florida was gonna have an opportunity there and i certainly liked their chances and 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 but yeah i mean over the course of a whole series i think what we've seen especially with the lightning in that first round series was they find a way they always find a way they're so tough to beat they definitely have the goaltending advantage in the series you know, so I, I, I definitely is my confidence shaken in Florida. It absolutely is. Um, you know, so I, I probably wouldn't bet against the Lightning in this point. Even though, you know, when the series began, I picked the Panthers just because I've watched them all season. They've been one of the most fun teams to watch, and, and we've seen them come through time and time again. 
but you still got Andre Vasilevsky at the other side. And, and I think he's the biggest difference maker in the whole thing. And so even though the Lightning might be banged up and they're missing, you know, Braden Point, and they still have Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos and, and Victor Hedman all playing at an especially high level. But most importantly, they have that guy on the other side. And, and so, you know, I'm, I wouldn't bet against the Lightning, but I really wouldn't bet against Andre Vasilevsky. So the Blues pushed the Avs to overtime in game number one. So no surprise, Colorado takes a 1-0 series lead as expected, but maybe not the manner many were expecting. Game two tonight, it's Colorado minus 240 on the money line. But if you want to play the puck line on the Avs side, it's uh, close to even money, or you can take a goal and a half on the St. Louis side. Uh, what What's the play tonight after uh, the Blues did a commendable job game one? Oh yeah, they, they, they really did. I mean, and again, I think it really came down to Bennington. Um, you know, I, this is a tough one to say, you know, obviously I, I love to chase value when it's there. Um, but, but at the same time, you know, this one I think is, is going to be a pretty unpredictable outcome just because I, I just think that Colorado is going to go, go off a little bit. I'm, I'm tempted by the, I'm tempted by the money or the, by the puck line in this one. Um, for for Colorado, just because I think that they're going to wake up, and, and I don't know that Jordan Bennington can do do what he did two games in a row. Um, that yeah. would probably be where I where I'd lean at this point. Um, I don't have a ton of confidence in that because we do know that the Blues can play a real heavy game. They can try, you know, they slowed down Colorado for to a certain degree. But I think the underlying numbers would tell you that you know Colorado really played that game to to a high degree of of, of success. They just didn't get the goals and. I think that that's a team that's really hard to slow down two games in a row. So definitely would, would lean towards the puck line for Colorado on that one. What about any futures? Is there any value um, do you see for Stanley Cup or Eastern Conference, Western Conference? Yeah, you know, I still I still really I have a lot of time for, for Calgary. You know, I, even though that game that was, you know, Calgary to win, the, the whole thing, um, you know, and, and I think – Part of it is, you know, they, they have this just tremendous top line. You, every, you need to have that in the Stanley Cup. Where I'm a little bit concerned is you know, they don't necessarily have that amazing number one defenseman that's going to shut everything down. And, and Chris Tanev was hurt. They managed to win without him. He's been one of their best defenders overall this season. Um, so, you know, I expect him to come back and be healthy. I expect Jacob Markstrom to play a lot better than he did in that game one. I think that, you know, even though they struggled with Dallas, they still were the way better team in terms of the amount of shots that they were taking, the, the puck possession, the expected goals, all of those things, they were so much better. They just ran into a great goaltender. So I still think that Calgary is probably the team best built for success outside of, you know, maybe the, the lightning, which we've seen them do it two times in a row. Uh, but I do think that Calgary plays that playoff style and, I, you know, I, I think that they still could have a short series here with Edmonton. I think they're a much better team than the Oilers are. I like them a lot better to get through that. And then you got to run through Colorado. I think they're, they're one of the few teams that I could see slowing Colorado down enough to get past them. So that's the team that I'd be looking at in terms of, you know, a future value futures, you know, for Stanley Cup champions. And, um, you know, are, I'm sure that the confidence in them is rattled by going seven games against the Stars. But, Really, it was that one came down to goaltending, and this one comes down to the Battle of Alberta, where anything can happen, as we saw in that first game. But again, they still found a way to win. 
We're talking to Chris Peters here on the Roman Guest Live for Betway Talking Hockey Sense podcast. Chris, right now you look at the odds, and there's five teams. Really, there's it's like three groups. There's Colorado at the top, then a group of four, Carolina, Calgary, Florida, Tampa Bay, and, and you talked about Calgary there. Uh, they're bunched up between plus 450 and plus 550, and then there's the long shots. Rangers, 20 to 1, Edmonton, 23 to 1, St. Louis, 26 to 1. Of those three, if you had to talk about a, a team that's a long shot right now, which one intrigues you the most? I'd say the Rangers. And, and uh, you know, you watch how they played game one. They own the first two periods, game one against Carolina, and that is, Carolina is not a team that is easily owned. They are typically going to win the possession battle. They're typically going to be ahead in the expected goals. They're typically going to be um, right in there that they've gotten good enough goaltending. Uh, you know, and anti Ranta really came through for them in that last game, which was, you know, a bit of a surprise. You never really know what you're what you're going to get from from their goaltending. But the thing about the the Rangers that I like is Igor Shosturkin. I mean, he is he's the kind of goalie that can flip it uh, any which way. He had a couple of tough games in the first round, but by and large, he's played really well since then. You know, he gets beaten by a fluky deflection off his own defenseman in overtime, you know, and having a great goaltender makes a big difference. The other thing I love about the Rangers is they're a real fast team. They've got some physicality. They've got, they've got a couple of different things. So if you're looking at a long shot of those three teams, they're the one that seems to have the most pieces in place to be able to, to, to make a run. They've got a Norris trophy winning defenseman and Adam Fox, who I think has only been okay so far in this playoffs. We haven't seen him really open it up yet. So, you know, I think there's a lot a, a lot there to, to look at them. So, yeah, if you if you want to, you know, play a little, ha, have a little fun and, and, and ride a long shot, I, I think the Rangers, there's there's a lot to like there. I think we learned a lot about them in game one against against Carolina. I'm really excited to see how the rest of that series plays out. Hmm. Do, you, do you have an opinion on game two? Uh, the Friday games, obviously, rematch of what we saw last night, home teams, up 1-0. They're minus 175 favorites for both games. Uh, any thought on Rangers, Canes, Oilers, Flames on Friday? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the Canes, until somebody finds a way to beat them um, at home, I, I still like them. You know, they're, they're undefeated so far in the playoffs on home ice. I think that's, you know, definitely uh, a team that, that you know, even though they didn't play great in those those first two periods, they just simply found a way. Um, I love their defense. I think their their team defense is outstanding with uh, Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci. And, you know, you got Tony D'Angelo who can produce points from the back end. So they've got a lot of pieces um, on that roster. So I, I, I like them at home. And then I just think Calgary still, you know, they're, they're just better than, than, than Edmonton. They have more. They have, you know, the Matthew Kachuk getting a hat trick in that game, really getting his playoffs started, I felt like. You know, he had some really strong games, but, boy, he and Johnny Goudreau just looked unstoppable um, at various points in that game. And it just seemed like, you know, if they can get the saves, and I fully expect Jacob Markstrom to make the saves for him, I like both home teams in those games as well because they, they – I, I do still think that Calgary and Edmonton is a bit of a mismatch in favor of Calgary and well. Rangers Carolina is way closer. Nobody's beaten the Canes at home yet in the playoffs. So I just, you know, until, until someone proves they can, uh, I like riding them at home. Great stuff, Chris. We always appreciate hopping on Chris Peters on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and prize of your home. Go to getroman.com slash Beck. now to get $15 off your first one. That's getroman.com 
slash BetQL. All right, on the other side, we're going to have to dive in a little baseball here uh, as we get set for the day around the major leagues, including some afternoon games. But that was interesting. Just listen to that and the upsets and 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 what he thinks, like the three long shots there. There's, it's not. It's funny watching the hockey playoffs. Usually it's upsets. Usually it's the underdog. This year, yeah. maybe not. Maybe we won't get there. We'll dive into the MLB card next right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.